Welcome to a very special episode of Beyond the Bulletin. I'm Jay Martin, producer of our Parish Podcast. If you've listened to our latest episode with Nate and Josh Blakesley, you heard about their unfortunate first attempt at recording the podcast, featuring Nate's pretty hilarious grocery store announcement. What's good, Dylan's customers? It's Nate Doggy Dog here, and I'm telling you about all these chickens we're giving away. Oh, it was. So if you good. haven't listened to episode nine, their actual conversation, please go listen to that one first. Uh, the quality of this one is certainly less than ideal, despite my best efforts to save the files. But the conversation was too good to pass up. So, without further ado, we present Beyond the Bulletin, the musical, the prequel. Enjoy. I'm feeling a little sinusy, Jay. So, if if you could just cut out any of my hacking, sneezing, coughing, wheezing. Can is there plugins for like different accents? That would that's the future. We need to work Jay, on that. Jay, make now. me sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's showtime. Yeah, yeah. Antonio Banderas. Do you have these cockies with pleats? What a character. Kermit so. the Frog here. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Michael Kane. I'm here at Josh Blakesley. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Michael Kane. You said Mark. Okay. Mark. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a good enough impression to, to telegraph who I'm yeah, supposed no, to be. I got it now. I got it now. Maybe that's the, uh, next week's podcast. Is just <laughs> Anyone got a decent impression? We're just going to talk. We're just going to talk. We're going to talk for 25 minutes. Find I think out it's about- better when we laugh. I, when there's laughter, I, I find it more interesting. I don't know if others do, but... A little joke? I think little jokey jokes. And even if it's not hysterical... I like to act like it is. <laughs> Good one, Josh. We're back with Josh, and he just made a hilarious joke off camera. J- uh, Jay, we're ready. That introduction was hands down best I've ever heard. I can read off a little script better than most. Uh, I, I also pride myself on my fake teleprompter voice. I used to work at a Kroger in Kansas, uh, and I was the I would chop deli meat in the back. Did you really? But I they would have me do the uh, like the announcements over the loudspeaker of like sales and stuff. So I would come on, I'd say, "What's good, Dylan's customers? It's the Doggy Dog here, and I'm telling you about all these chickens we're giving away." Oh, man. It was so good. It was so fun. I loved it. I, I loved it. <laughs> You're the music guy. Yeah. For the intro hymn, we we nix any sort of song, but we do what the Chicago Bulls did, uh, which is like dun dun dun. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. What is the name of that song? Dun dun dun. Right. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, your parochial vicar, and then Father David. Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, right. Michael. Yeah. Jo- right. <laughs> you referenced Chicago, so I was just going with it. Was just, that would be amazing. Yeah. And so it, there was this little a little element of sneakiness to it, which I really I really enjoyed, like just trying to get You're sort of covert evangelizing right, the students. Yeah, right. It was it so was completely kind of awesome. secular take on uh, abstinence. That's right in, in the schools. That's right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That is such a difficult task. I remember in high school, Jason Everett. Yeah. I went to Catholic school. Jason Everett came, mm-hmm. and me and my buddies were all like, you know, into our faith, and we weren't like getting into any hijinks really. 
with with ladies but we still thought Jason Everett was a, a total tool like what a loser <laughs> like even though we were all like yeah he's right but he's but actually a very, I imagine nice it was a, he's not a tool at all he's actually a very very nice guy I know I've met him which, since which then which makes it yeah, yeah he's super <laughs> cool yeah he's super cool it and makes, it makes me funnier. feel bad for well honestly it makes me feel bad on behalf of every teacher high school teacher people like you who speak in high schools like I, I just imagine I can't imagine putting up with High schoolers, yeah, yeah, uh, on, a, on a regular basis. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. from a completely different background, I guess, in terms of church music and and even my like the conferences I went to growing up. It was not very what's what's the word I'm looking for um, charismatic. So growing up, I did not have a lot of experience with like charismatic prayer or even praise and worship. So even as recently as a few years ago, I was a little bit new to sort of that scene, like okay, yeah. praise and worship music mm-hmm. or, or praying through music. And, and you've made your bones off of this. This is, this is your professional yeah. at this. Well, okay. So now it's interesting that you say that, Nate, because I really did grow up in that environment. Um, so a, a lot of my exposure to Catholic music and Christian music in general was was through prayer meetings and was through, um, you know, those types of youth events that you're describing, you know, Steubenville and um, Life Teen event. Life Teen, matter of fact, when I was like, I think I was 14 when Life Teen first started and they, they did like a tour of the country. Um, and uh, Tom Booth was the uh, music director for, for Life Teen International. And, and I remember going to New Orleans to, to, to the event. It was a day-long event. And it was a moving, it was a powerful event where music was very much a part of the day. And, and it was a part of the prayer. And, and um, you know, we, we spent time actually praying, worshiping through music. And so that's just been ingrained in me for so long. And for so many years that it really has been a part of my whole my whole prayer life and, and musical background mm-hmm. and spiritual background as well. They've they've kind of been intertwined. Um, well, so today at our staff meeting, um, to start us off, Josh played a song. So you played uh, a beautiful praise and worship song, and no longer slaves. Yeah. No longer slaves. Yeah, I'm a child of God. And uh, I remember my first staff meeting was like my second day. And I showed up, and uh, and you did you did something similar. You you started off with the praise where we all sang and prayed together, and and it was uh, uh, yeah uncomfortable for me. Oh wow! Because I, I, I had just come from working from a parish where we would start off with like a you know yeah we would read a prayer off of a sheet, and that right. was what we were that was our opening hymn prayer. Right. You know, we did not sing together certainly. So. I've grown to be very comfortable with it and I can, I've learned to pray with song, but do you understand what I'm saying? It's not exactly something yeah. for someone who hasn't done it, that it's, it's to new. jump on board, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. That does make sense. The parish that I came from prompt sucker, we didn't start our staff meetings that way. You know, we walked into a room and we all sat in a circle and somebody started with a, a rote prayer, like you said, and then we just started talking about the events, you know? Um, and so even for me, like coming in and experiencing like, well, let's, let's sing a song together. We actually do have a time of just rote prayer right after that song. And then, and then we, you know, launch into the meeting. But I think it's interesting because it, it brings to mind the call to balance. And, and really the, this parish has been such a huge example, I think, of the, the Catholic Church at large in the United States. Um, because we have all different forms of ways that we feel um, 
connected with God, connected with the spirit. Uh, and music is such an identifier for that. And, and it can either be a huge unifier, like we can, we can be united through music or we can be seriously divided through music. Mm. And I have found there is nothing, I mean, it's kind of become a little bit of a mantra for me because it's, it's, pervasive. It's been so present, I think, throughout my musical career out where I go to parishes and I see this idea of, well, well, we don't, we don't pray that way or, or we only pray that way. And, and I think there's a danger in that. There's an inherent danger in this, you know, like we only sing chant to pray or we only sing worship, praise and worship music to, to, to pray. And, and I, I think the answer is actually a balance of that. I think Jesus calls us really to uh, to the beauty that you're talking about in his church and finding the beauty in those things and doing those things well. What is it about hearing, you know, oceans or something, some, <laughs> some song you've heard a thousand times, mm-hmm. but you hear it played well, mm-hmm. that brings up so much uh, prayer and thought and, and emotion, basically. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think every, everyone has that feeling of like, whoa, whoa, this song is moving me somehow this chord progression or these lyrics sometimes it's lyrics sometimes it's you don't even hear what they're saying it's just like the feeling of the the melody yeah what is it about music that moves people in such a way man i wish i knew if i knew the answer to that question i'd be the best songwriter on the planet i would be (laughs) (laughs) i would be so good you're asking the question right now that every songwriter uh, asks him or herself when when he walks into a room and is trying to write a new song, not a hit song, not a you know, not a commercially viable song, but rather just a song that moves people. And what what is it? Uh, you know, is it a, is it a, a one six minor five four chord progression that moves people into? You know, I, it can't be as simple as that. Although we see elements of that even in Mozart's like. Um, uh, in Schubert's Ave Maria, we see elements of that same kind of progression, you know? So it's really, it's really strange to me that as musicians, we're constantly trying to find that answer to that question that you're, you're talking about. I don't know. And I think a portion of it is probably otherworldly is probably, Mm. it is probably divine. Um, And I, I think that when we play music, when we, when we use really, if you think about it, a guitar strings or pieces of metal that we have somehow determined when put in a certain order or sequence, make a pleasant sound and combined with, uh, with a piano or with an organ or with another instrument, somehow they make this sound that is moving and, and pleasant to us as human beings. And <laughs> I don't know. There, there has to be something divine about that. That, that we as as a human culture over all these years have come to figure out that if we do these things together, even if there's not instruments, even if it's just our voices collectively in harmony, in unison, there's there's something beautiful and moving about it. And man, I just I would love to know what that is. Some of the most beautiful moments that we have in mass here are when the music stops completely. Just this past weekend, we sang, give me Jesus. I mean, we're, we're talking about the bread of life discourse. We're talking about John, the gospel of John and, and Jesus saying, I am the food that you are longing for, Mm -hmm. that you won't hunger again if you give in to this. Right. And so that song, give me Jesus to me, I was just like, man, it's a no brainer. We have to do this. Um, and as we sang that after communion, we, 
we just shut it down. It's like, let's, let's just sing. Let's just be wow. in the presence of God together, voices lifted. And that was the most moving part of mass for me at the nine and the six, really. Um, we did it and it's just, I don't know. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Father David talks about this. We're, you've probably noticed by now, Father David Huss, our new parochial vicar, he chants the Eucharistic prayer in much of the mass. Not every priest can sing the way that Father David can. He's got a great voice, got a beautiful voice. Um, so I just, I hope as a parish, we can come to really love and appreciate that uh, about him. That's one of his charisms, one of his gifts, and he can... My uh, older brother's a priest, um, and him and, and some of our, our friends who are, who are now priests, I, I feel for, because a priest has to sing every once in a while, like the, right. and he doesn't have much of a voice. And, <laughs> and every single day or every Sunday, hey, it's just, I, I can't imagine someone asking me, hey, you know... You know those thousand strangers out there in the crowd? Why don't you stand up and sing a cappella right. in front of them <laughs> every single week? <laughs> the Lord be with you. No. Well, we always joke that Deacon Mike Crawl is, he is terrified. He does a great job with it, but he's terrified. He stresses every time it's his turn to to, to sing the, the blessing or whatever he, parts he has to sing. He's, he just stresses. Pray for priests, especially if you see them in there <laughs> struggling right. with a melody or something. Right. Pray for our priests. So medium paced, lightning round. What instruments do you play? I play guitar, piano, and my first instrument was drums. Um, I also uh, play with the harmonica a little bit. I kind of, you know, just tinker with it uh, at ukulele. And uh, I'm leaving something out, but I can't remember what it is, so. No way. You have another one that you don't even know what it's called? There's no, there's something I'm, I'm just not thinking of right now. Cello? Um, I, it's not cello. I, I can't do any string instruments because yeah, they're in a different tuning. And actually I do want to learn though. I would like to learn string instruments. And I do play cool organ. Instrument. Some, some people are surprised to play, find out I play organ. I do play organ a little bit as well. I'm just not, I'm not quite as good as some of the organists that we had, that, that we scheduled We've got here. good organists so, here. Yeah, we do have good organists. Uh, what's your favorite type of music outside of church or worship music? Um, that's a good question. I, I go back and forth between pop and country music because I, I like both of those. And, and, and I love the city of Nashville. So anytime I'm there, I, I like to dive into, you know, the music that's, that's around. So a lot of times that's country music. Um, I grew up through that weird country music phase in the nineties where, you know, with Garth Brooks and Vince Gill and where country and Travis music Tritt. and Travis Tritt. Yeah. And there was like country music became pop music for just mm. a little while there. So, so that was, um, yeah. But then I also, I like what's on the radio right now. Um, my daughter would kill me if I didn't say Taylor Swift or Olivia Rodrigo. So I have to say those two that there, I actually but I love really Olivia do. Rodrigo. I <laughs> what I an really album. So, so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> she's fantastic. She's, if you guys don't know who that is, she is, uh, she's like, I don't know, 17, eight or 16 or something, yeah, something but she like that. Yeah. had a pop album come out that I, I love. Some of the stuff is so catchy. Got Some curse drive, words. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she's some curses, but uh, yeah, mm -hmm. super good. Um, <laughs> okay, here, I have to ask this one: When you're a musician that has Spotify music, do you have to correspond with Spotify? Does Spotify send you a check or something? How does that work? <laughs> well, so so I I use uh, you have to use a medium that that kind of goes between you and the platform or platforms. So I use CD baby. There's TuneCore. There's several different ones out there. I use CD baby and they are the, the medium that goes and 
they contact Spotify and Apple Music and all of those places that distribute music. Um, I think they do YouTube too. I don't know. It's it's all it's a it's a mess right now is what it is because we went from CDs with like a you know, a 700% markup. You could buy a CD for a dollar and sell them for 15, you know, mm-hmm. or at, we went from that to like your, your music is worth, you know, less than a penny per play, you know? So yeah, it's so, fascinating. So it is, it's been a, it's been a strange whirlwind. So Josh, the last 20 years. if you're not reading between the lines, he's asking you to put your phone on mute, but just play Spotify, Josh Blakesley over and over oh, and over and that, over. That boost those streams. What I'm asking. And he'll get paid $4.50 after <laughs> that's a <right>. year. <laughs> It'll amount to a meal from McDonald's. There you that's go. Right. I know Guns N' Roses now, but yeah. the rest of those bands you mentioned, I have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. It's all Olivia Rodrigo for you all the time. <laughs> I just only listen to whatever the 16-year-old kids are listening to. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm into. 16-year-old girls are listening yeah. to. <laughs> Mostly. I mean, that was true when Taylor Swift came along. Because yeah. I'm a grown man. Yeah. And I love Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm seeing. You can't be ashamed to admit that. I mean, they're, they're, the whole world is listening to that. There's a reason why they are who they are. That's right generally now. what I think. If someone is like playing at, at the Super Bowl or, or something like that, and you're like, you can't deny that they're good at something. Right. right? So <laughs> they must be pretty darn good at what they're doing. Uh, if you're interested in the 11 uh, o'clock choir, Give, give him a ring yeah, um, and say hey to him. Next time uh, Josh is trying to sing uh, in, in mass, don't feel free to stand up and try to distract him. Yeah, I'm just absolutely. kidding. Don't do that. Yeah, no, we'll wave seriously. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. We do love to hear from, from the parish. And, and we want, you know, I mean, it's good to know that we're making a difference some kind of way. If you like what you hear, we, we want to know that. We want to know that we're, you know, whatever it is that that's tugging on your heartstrings or, or whatever we're doing that's right. We want to know that if we're doing something not right, we don't want to hear it, but we probably should. So, <laughs> so come, come and tell us that too, but start with a compliment so that. Start with a compliment, but yeah, any sort of, uh, yeah, constructive right. feedback is, is, is well, is welcome. Again, Josh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Nate. We'll talk to you next time yeah see you guys that was great that was fun